if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And hour number two is underway at 10 minutes past 10 o'clock on this Monday, the ninth morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2020. I'm going to say something that um, I, I have a hard time saying, uh, or maybe rather a hard time discussing and, and kind of explaining because I don't quite understand it myself. Um. It is still the year of our Lord. Um, and that may be hard to grasp. You know, I say every hour, at the top of every hour, I give you the, the time and the date, and I always end it in the year of our Lord, which, of course, you know, it's rather than saying 2020 A.D., Anno Domini is in the year of our Lord. And I, I always say that for that reason, just to kind of remind everybody. I've been doing that for years and years and years on the radio. <sighs> I prayed to God last week and the week before and the week before that as we got closer and closer and closer to um, Election Day. I prayed to God. Normally, I don't pray for victory. You know, for example, I, I, I'm, I'm, just bear with me here. I'm, I'm kind of getting a little personal. But before each of my son's football games, I'll say a little prayer for the health of my son and of all of the players on both sides. Um, but I don't pray for a win because that's not the way it works. I just pray for God to give, give each kid and each participant, each coach, the ability to play their best and to do their best to do so safely. And whatever happens, happens, right? But in this election, while I didn't pray for a win for Donald Trump, I didn't say, please, Lord, let Donald Trump win in my prayers. I, I asked God to not allow evil to win. And, and in my mind, I replayed all of the hateful things that I heard from Joe Biden about Donald Trump, all of the hateful things from Kamala Harris about Donald Trump, all of the hateful things from Hillary Clinton, from Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, of all of the things that they have said and that they have pledged to do which, quite frankly, are evil. What was done to Donald Trump for two and a half years of the Russian hoax just because they didn't like the outcome of that election was evil. 
And what they plan to do going forward is evil. It's not just a disagreement on ideology. It's, it's a flat-out homage to evil things. So many people are going to be harmed if the evil that has manifested itself in the Democrat Party is allowed power. So many people are going to suffer. It's going to be hard to even imagine. You know how in the Trump years, as we pointed out, despite all of the allegations to the contrary, meaning allegations by the Democrat Party, the media, and those things are synonymous, um, the DNC, and, and so on and so forth, all of their allegations about Donald Trump being a racist and a white supremacist, all of them were just completely refuted. All of them. By actions. Black people advanced under the four years of Trump leadership like they have really in no time since probably the Civil Rights Act was passed. When Donald Trump was president, black people thrived. Lowest unemployment in in black unemployment in American history. More and more and more blacks being let out of jail for uh, so-called nonviolent crimes because of the First Step Act, criminal justice reform. Historically, black colleges and universities, record numbers of of dollars uh, um, promised and delivered by the federal government. And that's going to continue into the future. Opportunity zones and platinum plans guaranteeing massive investment of federal dollars into black communities and black-owned businesses. I mean, black people thrived in the four years of the Obama administration, or excuse me, of the Trump administration, unlike the eight years of stagnation where they got nothing done from the first black president of the Obama, which was the Obama administration. Now, why am I bringing that up? I'm bringing that up because... President Trump did all of that to help the minority communities, despite being called a racist and a white supremacist for all of that time, right? Compare and contrast that to what is going to happen if there are four years or more of a Biden-Harris administration. Because the reverse is going to happen in all ways. The reverse is going to happen. What is the reverse? The reverse is they are going to make life as miserable and depressing and shameful for white America in the exact opposite way that President Trump made life so much better for black America in the, in the Trump years. They have already pledged to advance the, the critical race theory, which, to give you, and I've read it, and I've studied it, and I've had guests on talking about it, and if I could summarize it one way, it would be that white people are evil racists who have to pay for the sins of ancestors 300 years ago, people they never knew and never had anything to do with, And black people are always going to be victimized by those evil white people. If you have white skin, you will be made to feel shame.
anything and everything that they can do to harm those who have been responsible in their mind for atrocities in centuries gone by, white people will pay for all of those. Young white kids are going to be in classrooms and they will be taught that they are racist oppressors no matter what they think or do. They can't help it. It's in the color of their skin. Young black children are going to be taught in very, very young, at very young ages from the beginning and all the way up through the end of their schooling that they are victims. They are victims of their white, white kids sitting next to them in their classrooms. It is going to be extraordinarily dangerous. Those kinds of things. Forget about the fact that they're going to try to do what Joe Biden promised. Transition out of fossil fuels. They're going to put tens of millions of Americans out of work. Why? Because the senile, mentally deficient, 78-year-old buffoon that they just quote-unquote elected president said that if you can uh, dig coal out of a mine, you can certainly program a computer. Remember that? All those people are going to lose their jobs? That's plenty of jobs waiting for you in computer programming. What? Are you kidding me? You can code if you can dig coal out of a mine. Never mind the fact that the tens of millions of Americans are going to be put out of work because of the direct impact on the natural, or excuse me, on the fossil fuel industries. But the fact that it will completely destroy the automobile industry, it will completely destroy jet travel, it will completely destroy farming, it would completely destroy everything. All of those things contained in the Green New Deal, which Kamala Harris said that she absolutely supported, in fact, co-sponsored in the United States Senate. These things are evil. They're going to harm people. Police officers who are already fighting an unwinnable fight to defend the people in their communities from criminals and to defend themselves are going to be, are, are going to be tried or con- and convicted or shot at an alarming rate because they have no backing from the presidency of the United States. Why do you think the entirety of law enforcement endorsed President Trump? Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, they hate cops they hate cops all you have to do is listen to them what did joe biden say just last week just last week right before the election when police officers shot an, a man armed with a knife who advanced upon them Bernie Sanders said the cops murdered a man. Joe Biden said uh, all of our thoughts and prayers are with the black community which lost another life. As if to say the cops shouldn't have done it. The cops are to blame. They hate cops. What's going to look like in your community when you don't have any police officers there to take care of you, to protect you against evil? You're going to have to protect yourself. And then if you shoot, good luck winning that trial. All of these things, kill the music for a second, please. All of these things represent evil.
going back to my, my message at the top of the segment, I prayed to God, not for victory for my candidate or candidates, but that he not let evil win. And right now, evil is winning. And as I started to say, this was going to be very hard for me to talk about because I don't question God. But my prayer hasn't been answered here. Evil is winning. And the only thing that we can do is continue to have faith that maybe the long-term victory that we seek is going to be something that we fight even harder to obtain. God is giving us a test here. Wants to know exactly how far we will go to attain what we desire, which is simply an opportunity to return this country to what it used to be. What President Trump tried for four years to, to create or to restore. And that is a country that believes in and fears God. Not in the negative way, but truly believes in his power and the beautiful force for good that he created in this nation. So, yeah, it's still the year of our Lord 2020. Even though it's filled with challenges unlike we've ever seen before, and maybe the challenge before us is God's way of saying, how badly do you want to defeat evil? Because we're going to have to do a lot of this ourselves. I don't mean to be preachy. It's just how I felt when I, when I begged God not to let evil win. And Joe Biden is on the verge of taking over as president of the United States. What are we willing to do to stop that evil ourselves? We'll be right back. Okay, 1028, let's get more phone calls in. Sorry about the extended monologue to start the hour. I just uh, I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but I do know I needed to talk about God. Um, I'm still praying. I'm still praying that he help us. To not- I had Chris Long, Pastor Chris Long, under the Ohio Christian Alliance last week before the election, and I asked him to lead us in prayer, not for victory for President Trump. That's not the right way to go. Uh, but to lead us in prayer, to guide, to ask God to guide us in our wisdom, to give us the wisdom, rather, to guide us into making the right choices. And uh, that would be to stop evil from taking root in these in these United States. And uh, I'm still hopeful of that. Todd is in Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Todd, go ahead. Yo, Bob. So. What's up, Todd? Com- compulsory civics, nationally mandated civics curriculum, taxpayer-funded neighborhood public schools, grades 3 through 12, complete with group projects, every marking period, nonpartisan, nonreligious bias, would get the public better election results, they would get better educated, we would get better educated voters, we would get better educated voters that are longer educated voters, and we would get better educated voters that will respond well to the education that they have. This will solve a lot of the problems. A, a large chunk of the, as it applies to what you're talking about today, and many people talk about, if we had a better understanding, or, our, or the people coming behind us had a better understanding of the municipal value of civics and government, the the county of civics and government, which is a court which works together, of course, and the um, state and federal. By the time they got to the voting age, 
you know, this a lot of these people aren't going to be swayed so easily through sensationalism. Uh, a heavy, a heavily um, pushed around commercial ad with, with complete with background music and some catchy phrases isn't going to sway somebody, you know? So if you really wanted to get better, if you truly wanted to get better, you have to do, the, we have to do this thing as a public, which by the way, taxpayer-funded neighborhood public schools are government schools. So you want better government? Start where the, where the education is relatively free for 13 years, but start at the third grade. Todd, maybe your best phone call ever to me. Uh, and I want to know how come you can figure that out so simply. And that is not something that's already being done. I don't understand that. I've, compulsory civics should have been, should have been a, a staple of every school's curriculum, public and private, um, in order to keep their accreditation, uh, forever. Uh, you, you, there's absolutely zero dispute for what you just said. I would challenge any liberally minded person, liberal or progressive minded person to call me and any conservative minded person to call me and tell me anything that Todd just said that's wrong. Grade three. Uh, we're looking for educated voters. We're looking for uh, more informed voters, people who understand this country, how it was founded, what it was founded upon, as you said, without partisanship, without religious uh, leanings, any of those kinds of things. Just simple civics that we all used to have to learn. And strangely enough, Todd, thanks for the call, brother. Strangely enough that immigrants to this country who want to apply for citizenship, they have to learn because they have to pass a civics test. But if somebody who's born, born here doesn't need to know squat about the great nation in which they were born. How is it that Todd knows this and the boards of education in 50 American states do not? I'll never understand that. Right back after this. Bob France here on AM 1420. The answer. You know, I mentioned to Kurt Schlichter something this morning in the uh, first hour of the program, and I was only half kidding. I'm wondering when Joe Biden is going to appoint his son, Hunter Biden, Treasury Secretary. I mean, it's got to happen, right? He's an honorable man. Joe Biden said so just a few days before the election. My son, Hunter, is an honorable man. Did he get kicked out of the Navy for being a cocaine addict? Yeah, but he's an honorable man. Did he start sleeping with the widow of his dead brother? Yeah, but he's an honorable man. Are there pictures of him on his own laptop having sex orgies with cocaine and prostitutes? Yeah, but it's honorable. Those are honorable orgies, and that's honorable cocaine. He's an honorable man. And he has every right to be the Treasury Secretary. I mean, after all, look how well, look how good this guy is at turning profits. You know, we'll wipe out the national debt with Joe Biden or Hunter Biden as the Treasury Secretary. I mean, he managed to turn zero experience in um, energy, zero experience in a foreign country called Ukraine, zero experience speaking the language of Ukraine, and yet making $83,000 a month to sit on their board. That's some powerful profit-making. If he can make money like that and just make millions, and then to go to China, again, having zero experience whatsoever in China, 
and get a foreign company to give him and his Uncle Jim and, and his, uh, his Daddy Joe millions and millions of dollars. Hey, this guy's awesome. Joe Biden and the honorable son, Hunter Biden, are going to cure all of America's financial woes. Those guys know how to make profits, boy. Now, are those things legal? What's legality have to do with anything? After all, if it was illegal, it would have been investigated by the Department of Justice, right? It would have been investigated by the FBI, right? Oh, never mind. Bill Barr didn't want to be bothered with those things. Christopher Ray and the FBI didn't want to be bothered with those things. And what do you think is going to happen when Joe names his own attorney general and his own FBI director? All of the illegal activities, all of the corruption, all of it will not only go unpunished, but rather encouraged, emboldened, and rewarded. Congratulations. Democrats, I won't say congratulations to America. This is what you have asked for because you haven't. This thing is being stolen. But congratulations to demon rats who support the theft. Diane is in Bay Village on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience, Diane. Go right ahead. Diane, are you there? All right, I'm not hearing Diane. Is Diane hearing me? we got to punch that button. All right, how about Brian? Is his working? Let's try that line. Brian in Cleveland, are you there? Hey, Bob, how are you doing this morning? Good, Brian. Go ahead, sir. Hey, uh, real quick on a sidebar for my point. I was curious, you know, Hunter Biden got kicked out of the Navy for drugs. So that would mean whatever security clearances he had would have been immediately stripped. So how was he able to obtain any type of security clearance to fly aboard Air Force Two, whether or not his father's the vice president? You just don't get to voucher that and say, I'm going to vouch for his credibility. But anyway, I'll let you ponder that. Well, yeah, that's uh, that that's a lot. that's a great that's a great question. You don't have to ponder very much, seriously. I mean, look, you know, the, the rules don't apply. I, I think that's the one thing we can say. Hunter Biden would not have security clearance based on his record of activities, illegal and otherwise, to as you said, even ride on Air Force One, much less actually be an active part of his father's government. But this is what the media demanded. You know, the, the media uh, could not be bothered. Why, why should I say it that way? Let's be honest. It's not that they didn't want to be right. bothered by those facts that emerged in the last three weeks before the election with Tony Bobulinski, the laptop, and all of the various mountains and mountains of corroborated obvious evidence. They didn't want to not be bothered. They literally intentionally wanted to cover it up because orange man bad no matter what. He could have been right. taking payments from, from, from uh, Xi Jinping himself. And, and they wouldn't have cared. He could have been taking payments. Joe Biden could have had just, you know, the, like in the, in the old cartoons, he could have been handed a, a sack with a dollar sign on the side of it and be on video being given to Joe Biden. And the media would have said, ah, it's Russian disinformation. Move on, move on. Because everything, everything, orange right. man bad, trumps everything. Right. But- that's, uh, that's it. That's all I got, brother. Okay, cool. I'm going to make my second point here real quick let you get going. Yes, but uh, you were talking yes. to Colonel Kurt earlier about the uh, Georgia election laws and uh, whatever article you read about moving to Georgia, taking up residency, and then voting on this runoff election. Well, in lieu of that, I actually called the Georgia Secretary of State's office on your behalf and talked to them about their election law. And unfortunately, their understanding of it is you can move to Georgia a week before the election, obtain residence, a Georgia driver's license, register to vote, and you can go vote next day. 
Where did, where did you see this? I, I called the Georgia Secretary of State's office after listening to you and Colonel Kurt this morning. Okay, okay, so you called, you actually called, and they said I, that, I called that for a runoff election. Minutes. Yes. Did, did, now, did they declare that this is for the runoff election and not just for yes, a general I, election? Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I identified myself from calling from out of state. I didn't want to have a confrontational conversation just you know, right. solely out of my sheer curiosity about it being the runoff election that's upcoming. And she put me on hold and said that she was going to go check into it because she wasn't sure. Come back about 20 minutes later and explain to me that the understanding she obtained from whoever she spoke with said that it didn't, you did not have to be registered for the entire election year. You can move to Georgia, obtain residency and uh, register to vote and you can vote on whatever the upcoming election is going to be as long as, you know, whatever you're in a district, if it's congressional, but since the Senate's a statewide race, it doesn't really matter. I wonder what proof one would have to provide of residency. You know what I mean? Can I just write down an address, a random address? (laughs) And and is the election board going to go and check and see who's in that house or that apartment? How did Nevada non-residents vote? Right, right. And in fact, those are people actually left Nevada, uh, as, as Matt right. Schlapp was talking about. Over 100,000 people left okay. Nevada in fear of uh, the, the crackdown, the, you know, the lockdowns. Uh, and then they came back and voted, or at least somebody voted in their name, uh, even though they didn't live there anymore. But this is where I got it from. And keep listening, and thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Let me say this. Um, the reason I asked Kurt Schlichter that this morning is because of this tweet from Andrew Yang, former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang, the entrepreneur. Andrew Yang tweeted yesterday, or actually this was probably Saturday, great news, hashtag Yang Gang. Evelyn and I are moving to Georgia to help Osof and at Reverend Warnock win. This is our only chance to clear Mitch out of the way and help Joe and Kamala get things done in the next four years. More details to come. Let's go. Now, this is a direct tweet from Andrew Yang saying, we don't live in Georgia, but we're going to move there long enough to vote. And that's that's the reason I asked Kurt Schlichter. Is that legal? Because how many millions of evil, demonic, anti-American pieces of trash Democrats are going to do that from surrounding states or, or from across the country? And is that legal? Because I, I would imagine to participate in a runoff election, you would have had to participate in the general election. In other words, Democrats and Republicans who voted in the general election should be able to vote in the runoff. But if you were not registered for the general, how can you then go there, register, and vote in the runoff? And I'm glad you made the call. And, and I'm glad you're, you did the legwork there. I think there are still questions to be asked. And one thing I would ask if I were to make the phone call to the Georgia Board of Elections or whomever, Secretary of State's office, is how does the board, before it grants registration to a new Georgia resident, how does it confirm residency? Does somebody have to go and see that you live there? Do you have to provide a um, uh, uh, utility bill or something with your address on it showing that you live where you say you live? And how long have you been there? Because this is just, uh, like I said, obviously, it's just ripe for more demon rat fraud. 
And they will do this. Joanne in Lakewood, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Joanne, go right ahead. Uh, yes, Bob, I wanted to talk about the aspect of when you were referring to faith. Uh, it was like listening last night, or I don't know if you're familiar with, there's a pastor, Al, that does a radio show on Sunday night, yes. uh, a call-in. And he was talking just like you were talking. He said, I don't know what's going on, you know, having faith in what God's doing in this, because he said... Trump has done everything right. He's uh, started uh, the capital, you know, in Jerusalem. He's in it, and the scriptures say that you'll be blessed when you bless Israel. You know, he's against the abortions. He wants the church open. And I don't know if you heard, but he said twice in the rallies that someone said, you're the greatest person there is. It's just your greatest in all the world, kind of, that I'm paraphrasing. And he said, no, I'm not. Jesus Christ is. Now, that's he is acting for God, and like you said, these prayers not being answered is very, very a sadness that we can all feel. But I don't know, you mentioned this, Chris Long. Pastor Al mentioned on Fridays he also does a show and is going to do a show at 1 o'clock. He's on 1220, I believe, the AM. Mm-hmm. Right. And... I don't know if this Chris Long, is he uh, a Baptist uh, pastor? Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's Baptist, uh, but I believe he is He is uh, evangelical, I believe, evangelical Christian. So, yeah, okay, I guess that would well, be Baptist. Uh, pastor Al also said that I think he, somebody, it sounded like his name, but I can't remember for sure. He is backing. There's three shows that are half an hour each that are, mm-hmm. are going to be talking about it. Mm-hmm. On Friday, I, I don't know. It's just the once a week, I guess, where they do it. Yeah, and those guys are Pastor Allen and, and Pastor Long and others. They are far, far more qualified to talk about this from a spiritual and a faith standpoint. I mean, they can quote Bible chapter and verse. Chapter and verse. I cannot. But, well, but know, here's, here's my either. response I to it, though. I'm sorry, Joanne. Because he Go ahead. something he said, Daniel 2, to read. He says, because maybe God is not answering our prayers, and we've been praying, because it's time that the bad has to happen. And he mentioned the Antichrist, and I don't know, I don't know if he's talking about the end of time or what. But yeah. in other words, by we are getting in the way if we're stopping the evil, not that we're getting in the way, but this is a plan of God, because he kept saying, God has a plan. And, you know, I do know, paraphrasing, I do know the one scripture that I always hold on, especially through this, is faith is the things we hope for of the things not seen. And basically, it's like you said, we've got to hold on to faith because I have a, I have a great thing. People don't like to talk about the devil anymore. But, you yeah. know, I'm 81 years old, and I've seen, I've seen the devil work in the world, and people in my life and in the world now, and he's called the father of lies. And I kept yeah. thinking that. And there's a scripture that says, he that it is in us, which is Jesus, is greater than that he is in the world, which is the devil. So and you were saying, it just hit me how you were talking about these evil people. Trump would say, too, I should say President Trump would be more respectful. He kept saying, these are evil people. When you would hear him, yeah. he said, he, sometimes he'd say they're crazy, which is, their, to 
me they're crazy evil. But, you know, if I could touch on one other Well, point. no, actually, Joanne, I've got to go here. I've, we've got a lot of other people who want to get in before we're done. I thank you for your phone call. And I also wanted to respond to a little bit of what you said as far as, you know, God allowing this to happen. I kind of alluded to it when I was making that, in you know, my soliloquy earlier. Um, you know, God has sacrificed an awful lot in the past to allow people to discover truth and righteousness themselves, including his own son. He allowed evil to reign over his own son, to put him to death in the most cruel, torturous way possible, in order that he may rise again and that true believers have the faith in that happening to be saved. Sometimes he allows evil to take root in order that we overcome it with our faith. And that's all I can think about with this case. There is a very, very severe and significant evil threat to this country and the freedom and the liberty of everybody here, and really around the world, quite frankly, who will be helpless. You know, if if the evil machinations of the Biden administration follow those of previous Democrat presidents and they dismantle our military and we do not have the ability to defend ourselves and our allies if need be, and all of the other things we talk about, there is a significant and real evil threat that, that this nation faces. And the question is, are we going to give up our faith in God and thereby essentially earn the evil that is being done to us? Or are we going to keep our faith that God does have a plan and God does know what's coming and it's going to take us to be more faithful and stronger than ever to help ourselves um, than maybe we've ever, we've ever had to do before? And that's the only way I can, I can phrase it at this point in time. Final segment coming up. We'll get a couple more phone calls in before we're done on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, let's get a couple more phone calls in here before we are done. We're going to go to Cleveland Heights. Todd, you're on AM 1420. The answer, Todd, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Bob, I had a, you made a comment, and I was curious about it. I really okay. don't think that people that are going for their citizenships have to take a test any longer. That would be a change that I'm unaware of. Um, you may be right. I don't know. I've always known that is one thing that many of us have wondered. Why do immigrants who have to who want to become citizens have to pass a test that American kids and citizens don't have to uh, or even study? Yeah. Uh, so if they change that, that is news to me. <clears throat> I, I, I don't. Do you, do you have do. anything on yeah. that, Todd? Hey, Todd, uh, where, where, do, well, where did you no. hear that? Um, just from my personal experience, um, I know that whenever people are, um, they marry someone that is uh, not a citizen and they become a citizen, they don't have to take a test. Um, okay, you, you now that may be, and I think there are exceptions, and that may be. That is one way to get citizenship. You're correct to marry somebody who is a citizen, uh, certainly. And, uh, I, and I think also and if I you're sponsored you, by a visa, you uh, you know, somebody who's already here sponsoring you, that might get you in. But if you are just, I think, and I could be wrong about this, maybe it did change, but I think that if you were just a citizen, you know, foreign national, and you do want to become an American citizen, and you do apply for citizenship, I think you still have to pass that test, but they may have changed that. Or anything like that, you don't have to take one. Right. And I will tell you this, by the way, 
Nor should they. If we don't require it of our own kids to learn in school and so that they become functional adults who understand our country, our history, our policy, our rules, our founding, etc., if we, if we don't have to, why should somebody who comes in have to? I almost think that that's fair. <laughs> uh, why, should, why should somebody coming to this country from another country have to learn things that our own citizens don't have to learn? It, it uh, well, Thanks, I, thank you, Todd. I appreciate I, the call. Let me go to Diane in uh, Bay Village next. Diane, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Um, two things or three things. Chris Wallace is a snake in the grass. Your previous, uh, one of your previous callers in said about Fox. They're going right. radical left. Um, second of all, do not give up the ship. I watched a little bit of Levin last night, and he had Sidney Powell on. My God, that woman is brilliant. She was talking about all this corruption and fraud and evidence that they have. If anybody can do this, Bob, President Donald J. Trump will pull this off. We have to keep the faith. Um, he's our man. You're right. I agree with you, and I love Sidney Powell, too. I'm glad she's one of the primary members of the Trump legal team. I actually saw her <clears throat> excuse me, on Maria Bartiromo yesterday, yes. uh, and you're right. right. She, she, is, she is brilliant, and, 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 she is, and she's right, most importantly. Thank you, Diane. I got a jet. Uh, let me get one last call in from Barbara in Cleveland Heights. Barbara, go right ahead. Two things. Mexico did not um, acknowledge Biden as president. I thought that was interesting. And secondly, in the Torah portion of this week, when Abraham is about to sacrifice Isaac, he gets right up to his neck with a knife. And at the last moment, it doesn't happen. God said no. And so hopefully we are at the knife with the neck. And hopefully, given that that was the Torah portion this week, that that will not happen at Biden Prince. That is a very great analogy. Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, hopefully God will speak and we will stop ourselves from committing such an extraordinary, uh, uh, terrible act. That's all the time we've got. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Thanks to Kurt Schlichter. Peter Kirsten, I'll make sense of all of this tomorrow on AM 1420, The Answer. Be well. Silence.